0: Hey everybody, Chris here. Ben and I really enjoy doing this show and hope you all have as much fun listening to it as we do putting it together and recording it. After all, at the end of the day, we are all just fans who love this game. So we'd like to ask you a very simple favor. If you do enjoy the show, then please share it with a friend. And if you feel so inclined, share it with as many people as you like. The goal is to get as many real, knowledgeable, and open-minded people listening as possible so we all have a community where we can express our opinions as fans and not have to deal with all the negativity we so often see online. Even in this technology filled world, word of mouth is still one of the best ways to spread a message. Thank you all so much for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ben and Chris Talk Football. I am Chris. I am Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and happenings somewhere out in the NFL. Not not quite free agency yet, but already some teams announcing they're gonna cut some pretty big names. Some players we thought might you know might not be on the market.
1: I'm perplexed. Okay, and I feel like if you don't if you don't look at the true numbers and the contract, that you might think this cut makes sense, because I don't think it does. We
0: are talking about, for those of you who uh, can't read minds, uh, the Atlanta Falcons have been discussing, apparently, their willingness to cut Devonta Freeman, uh, star, I I use that term in quotations and loosely, uh, running back, who, you know, he had a really, really solid season a few years ago, then was okay. And from there, he's either been injured or really, really hit or miss. We only really bring this up because I know I'm from the the mindset of he's overrated. Correct. I think he's good, but I don't think he's the top five running back. A lot of people seem to think he is. I know we're going to get, oh, he's like top six, he's top seven, he did good this game, he did good that game. He's not consistent. The numbers show that. We're not making this up. We're not picking on a guy. I have no personal problem with Devonta Freeman. I I just I don't look at him and think, oof, got to be worried about that guy.
1: He, he just doesn't contribute enough to the offense to be paid what he was, the contract he was given, a five-year, $41 million contract a few years ago. I, I just, It doesn't make sense. Because he always for for two of those seasons he had Devin Coleman with him.
0: And that's the thing too. He's a guy who needs somebody. He needs a a, a thunder to his lightning, or a lightning to yeah. his thunder. Yeah. All right, I got it. And mixed them up. I had my storms confused. We got to the finish line. Yeah, and you know, it took me a while, but I I made it around. But he needs that. Uh, he needs that. You know, change of pace back. Exactly. He, he can't. He can't just carry the load himself.
1: And and it doesn't and it, if you look at the numbers, I mean they only they're only six million under the cap, so they need to get under further, to be able to sign their rookies. Right. Not mention potential free agents. Right. Their own or other ones. I mean, they already came out and said it would have been like two three weeks ago. They're not resigning Vic Beasley.
0: Right. So but they can't.
1: You, right, they they actually cannot do that. They
0: can't with all the. I understand them signing Julio Jones, what they signed him to. He's an elite talent. Uh, some of these other contracts, we're not going to get into too deep. That'll be when we cover the Falcons, yeah. I think, you know, next week or the week after when we do our, our, our pre free agent preview. But, man, yeah. they have some awful contracts on that team. They do. That are really, really going to bite them. And the worst part is a lot of times you can just cut them and then take a little bit of dead cap. I mean there are some monster contracts that would absolutely just completely cripple that team financially if they were to cut these guys and not just pay them. So okay. they are not looking good.
1: Uh I just don't I don't understand if you're going to cut Devontae Freeman because you don't want to pay him the 6.5 base. But because he's got 6 million in bonuses this season and next season that's total. So three million per season. You're gonna eat the money this year to help you next year? Is that what you're doing?
0: I don't think that even helps them that
1: much though. It doesn't. It creates three three million dollars to or 3.5, I'm sorry.
0: 3. And the, rea- the reality of it is what, what these running backs go for, anybody decent, who are they going to get for that price if they cut Freeman?
1: I mean, they're probably going to go with the running, back that they, running backs that they have, which are very, very low priced. You're talking about undrafted free agents, Ooh. rookie free agents. You're talking about guys they, they, they drafted low in the draft a year or two ago. Uh, yeah, Ido Smith, Quandry Olson, and Craig Reynolds apparently are the ones that are on the active roster. Uh, I don't see anybody on the injured reserve, so I but mean that's that's what you're looking at.
0: I'm not. A, I'm not a Devonta Freeman fan. I'm not a believer. I never have been. I don't really keep a secret of that. But man, I don't. I just don't think it makes sense. I mean, this guy's been in the system. They obviously gave him that contract because they believed in him. Right. He's not that old. I mean, I know he has injuries and that does, you know, take some time off and it takes some sharpness off the edge of your game. But I mean they just really I don't really see them having a choice. They have to keep him.
1: And if you're if you're of the opinion, okay, well they can take that money and go into the draft and and draft the three point five and draft somebody. I'll counter that. They're picking, I think it was I counted it off, I think they their 13th or 15th, somewhere between there. You're not taking a running back at that point. No one's at that talented at as a running back to take. And they're obviously I think they have the uh they have they had the Patriots second round pick and they'll have I believe their own. But I don't think a running back that they would want to start from day one, and obviously there's always surprises coming out of the draft. Not one that they can reliably go and say, you're a starting running back. I don't think they can draft somebody in the positions between their pick and the Patriots pick because I think the, the couple that they would, could get would already be gone.
0: Hmm. They're certainly in a tough spot, and it'll be, it'll be interesting interesting to see what happens as we head closer to free agency, but Something else interesting happened today. We all remember Miles Garrett.
1: Yep.
0: Right. The guy who on Monday Night Football, I believe it was, took his helmet. Was it his helmet or was it Mason Rudolph's own helmet?
1: It was his helmet. I
0: believe believe so. Because I know he ripped Mason Rudolph's helmet off. That's what it was. That's right. And attempted to. This is the 300-pound man. this This is a certified beast here. This is a big boy. A dangerous player. And attempted to hit him over the head with it. And I mean, I've never really seen anything like that. And I I just he was reinstated. That's why we're talking about him. I failed to mention that. Sorry. He was reinstated today. Apparently, when you take a 15-pound blunt object an attempt to strike someone in the head with it. It's a seven game suspension.
1: That's what it looks like.
0: Which the bitter Patriots fan wants to point out, Tom Brady got four for allegedly deflating balls. So let's just keep that in perspective. I knew it was on the field, whatever. Um I don't I don't know what I don't even know what to say about this. I really don't. I guess-
1: I, I seriously thought that he would have gotten more because they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, you know, because if they made the playoffs, then he would—he probably would have been suspended for more. And you could say, okay, well, that makes sense. But you're just—it's seven games, and that's it. Plus whatever fines and I don't remember what the fines were, but it, it seems light.
0: Yeah, and I mean, just to clarify, like I, I literally don't know what to say about this. It's not even out of frustration or anything. Like oh, I don't even know where to start. I literally don't. Because I've never seen anything like this. And what do you do? What is the appropriate suspension for somebody who did that? Well, I is, think it's I I one hundred percent agree with you. I think this seems very light. I think he should have gotten no less than uh, four to ten, four four to six in it, um what he already served and four to six going into the next season. Right. I wouldn't have been at all bothered, and I'm somebody who's not a big Goodell fan, if Goodell said, I'll let you know when you can come back. but I mean, he did, but to keep it open-ended, like, there's no timetable. I need to see, and apparently, Roger Goodell has seen something from Miles Garrett that will allow him to believe this won't happen again, and that he understands what he did and why he can't do it again. But, man... This guy, I don't know. There's something about this guy. He's gonna hurt somebody. You
1: said that. You said that last year when you, we discussed it initially on one of his. I think it was when he was uh, penalized twice in one game for. It was like, the, the Jets basketball. game on Monday night. And and he got he injured uh Trevor, Trevor Simeon. Simeon. And you told me is he dirty player? It's like no, no, he's not.
0: I didn't. I didn't know him coming out of college. I mean, I, I heard his name. I knew who he was. Didn't watch. Don't watch a lot of college. Still, didn't really know a lot about him. First time I'd really been exposed to him. And he had a couple of hits that were really questionable. That hit, I believe, on Simeon was really dirty. And then he had the uh, Mason Rudolph hit with the helmet. Yeah. I mean, I. I don't know, man. I. If you're the league. You tell him, you're back, but there is zero tolerance. This isn't a case of, like, you're, you know, like a Josh Gordon, where it's some kind of substance problem and he's, you know, hurting himself. You know, come on back, you know. Josh Gordon didn't attempt to assault somebody with a dangerous weapon. And I'm not an overly sensitive person, folks. For those of you that don't know me, I'm not the type to just cry, oh, my God, the poor guy, poor Mason Rudolph. A lot of times, say, oh, those guys are babies. Suck it up. That is a large man with a heavy object who tried to strike another person in the head with it as hard as he could. That is not okay. That is way past the game. And they need to have a zero tolerance. If this guy gets a penalty for roughing the passer, he should be called to the commissioner's office. Because they need to watch this guy like a hawk. Because clearly... He has no problem injuring somebody else.
1: Would you put him on the level of endowment and Yes, even worse. You kind of knew how I was calling when.
0: Absolutely, I almost made that. I almost made that uh, correlation before I even set, before I even started this last uh, soapbox diatribe I went on.
1: I mean, he's kept his nose clean for quite a while, but he's been.
0: Yeah, he has to keep his nose clean now because he's not a star player.
1: Now, surprisingly. He hasn't uh, – I don't see him getting suspended. But I thought he got suspended for the uh, Andre Gerard you know, kicking him in the helmet.
0: I could have sworn Indomitian Sioux was suspended at least once.
1: If not time, more. Every time I, I – I, oh, no, he got a five game for that one.
0: Yeah, okay, I was going to say, I, I, know, I know he missed some time for something.
1: Like that – And he was a pro bowler that season, ironically. Um, But I just don't understand what Goodell's thinking on this. You basically set the standard, I think, is what you're doing here.
0: Yes. uh, Violent assault is a seven-game suspension.
1: It's what you've done. Yes. So your barometers are domestic violence. Without a video, nothing. Diary kill. Mm-hmm. Domestic violence with a video, Ray Rice, banned from the league. Allegedly deflating footballs for games. Swinging a 15-pound helmet at another human being, seven games. Do you do you see a... Yeah, I, and I... I li- understand...
0: A violation of the substance abuse policy, which with the NFL, mind you, does not even have to be drugs or steroids. Right. There are certain, and I've heard, you, you can go and find a lot of videos of, of players saying this. There are certain uh, headache medications, over-the-counter cold medicines, that have things in them that if they have take a drug test afterwards, the leak will fail them for.
1: You have to get medical permission for taking, which one? Is it Adderall or is it? Something else.
0: Well, Adderall's prescription,
1: right? But you still, but you have to, right? Make sure you have it identified to the home, uh, right? The front, uh, the,
0: the I, I'm talking even non-prescription things yeah. and non-violent things. If a guy wants to, because he's sore, sore as hell after a game, if he wants to, you know, smoke some weed instead of uh, instead of taking some kind of prescription or something. Oh well, there you go. You're You're four games, and then maybe ten games, and then you're banned for the season. Miles Garrett, oh, I, I almost ended Mason Rudolph's freaking career. No, no, no. He almost seven games.
1: No, as as it was correctly put, he almost ended Mason Rudolph.
0: Yeah, well, that yeah,
1: like that was like I I, I think back to and I know I wish I could remember the person that the, the story was about. Um, I think it was one of our stories that we did uh, earlier in the season where the player. Oh, it was the um, assembly with the Jets, where he rather, he didn't want to take Toradol. And he wanted the surgery because he was tired of taking Toradol. It's like, that's a heavy, heavy medication. Right. And could have repercussions down the road. Where, this is, we're, we're in 2020. We could say marijuana could medicably help some of these players with their issues and then they're not getting hooked on prescription drugs. Mm-hmm. That's just a thought
0: to which, which some people still cannot see the light at the end of that tunnel. And I don't understand it.
1: Well, uh, and, and we'll do this probably sometime in March, late March, uh, CBA talk where they're discussing the reduction or deletion of fines and penalties for, and suspensions for marijuana. Because you're seeing more and more states accepting marijuana as legal. Cause you can go I think was it Denver you can go to and, and just get it wherever?
0: Oh yeah, it's totally legal. It's been legal in Colorado for a while. But
1: where where can you go where like what city like what state can't you go to and just get it? And that's the problem.
0: A lot a lot of states, especially right. yeah. and that's
1: the problem yeah. is is some players. You know, if you're a Denver Bronco, maybe you have an advantage where most of the season you play in Denver, but in the same breath, you could still get, you, just, you could still pop for it and get suspended. But I think they're going to fix that, is what it is. I it looks would like.
0: venture a guess just about every NFL player could find it if they wanted to outside of Denver. That's true. Without much of an issue. But I'm it, pretty it, sure anybody with an earshot of this recording, whether you're listening to it now, could find it if they want to do that badly,
1: but I think the issue, the issue, over on the issue is the suspension fines. Oh yeah, for sure. Which yeah, Which I think I'm confident the next CBA, whenever it gets signed, will resolve that.
0: I hope so. Cause these guys got to get, stop getting suspended for just trying to, you know, relax a little bit after getting the hell relax. beat out of them for three or, hours, or just
1: relieve pain yeah. without having to take all these crazy name medications. Yeah, which doesn't seem right, and. If you listen to some former players, they would – I mean, you're you're talking about Calvin Johnson and and, and players like that who maybe their career cut short because of not head injuries but lower body to middle middle body injuries where they could have lasted longer. Had they just had this medicinal option instead of popping this pill, this pill, this pill, or getting shots, like needle shots into their knees, their back – and it just, it seems like we're at a point in history where we can move on.
0: Some people can't, and I mean, you're going to have your opinions, and I'm not here to bash anyone for believing what they believe, but it's not the 1940s or 50s anymore, folks. It's 2020. Like, there's science behind it. It's 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 far more beneficial than, you know, popping a Percocet or something or, or whatever whatever the case may be. I uh, I don't know. Hopefully they get this straightened out, though, because... A 4, 6, 10-game suspension for something like that. And then you damn near end a guy's career, or worse, and it's seven games. And it's like, well, he's learned his lesson. No, well, okay, cool. We see what your priorities are, Roger. Thanks.
1: And I was discussing with someone, just to end, of, end this point, I was discussing with someone a week or two ago. It, it's crazy because could Josh Gordon's career be different had he started his career this year or next year in the NFL?
0: I don't know only because, and I I don't know exactly what substance he has a problem with, but I believe Josh Gordon's isn't just weed.
1: Correct, but if that was the beginning, I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there as a variable. Is it possible that his career could have been different had he started his career now or next year? Oh, you
0: mean if he'd been able to instead of... Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. That's Sorry. What I'm yeah. That's insane. Like, yeah, it, that was I was confused there. Yeah. No, you're right. It, it could be. It could very well could be. Uh,
1: it's just it's just I'm just putting it out there.
0: Now, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But uh we will now continue our pre-free agency preview
1: or my or like I like to put it the destruction of teams.
0: Yes, Ben likes tearing teams down. I do. And people and players and He's generally a surly guy. Not really. That's a joke. Not at all. I knew I'd get a reaction out of him for that. So, Okay, Ben, Giants, what do you got for us? What
1: do I got? Okay. Well, it's interesting because they don't have a third round pick. Just as a little aside for draft purposes, they don't have a third round pick. So it, even though you might not think that's a big deal, it it, it can be effective.
0: There's been a lot of really good third round picks in league history. So there yeah, that is it. that could be a big deal.
1: Um,. They're top three agents, and they don't have a lot. But they have important ones. So Leonard Williams. Okay. By the way, they just traded for him this past season.
0: Was he the guy in the, uh, the Beckham deal, right?
1: No, he was the guy from the Jets.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. It was
1: straight yeah. up a player for a pick. And the Jets didn't pick up the, um don't believe they picked up the fifth-year option on him. Marcus Golden, outside linebacker. Mike Remmers, right tackle. Michael Thomas, the free safety.
0: Not the receiver.
1: Not the receiver. Jalapio, um, I think that's how you say it. Uh, he's I the hope senior. so. And Rojas, their kicker, are all the top free agents. Now they have $58 million in cap space. That's a lot. Especially without a third-round pick that kind of brings the rookie reserve down a little bit. <clears throat> If I'm the Giants, this is what I do. Okay. First, I'm taking calls to move down in the draft. Because this, I'm telling you right now, even though I'm a little, little surprised. Oh, out, of, out of the four pick?
0: Out of the four Oh, pick, yeah.
1: I'm telling you right now, this is where the draft is going to start. Okay? This is where it's going to start. This is where things could happen. Now, the Giants could just stay where they're at. But I think this is where it's going to happen. They're going to resolve some of their problems because what they have, what the issues they claim to have are edge, offensive tackle, corner, linebacker, interior line.
0: So essentially defense.
1: Defense. It's essentially their problem because it's also safety is a problem too. I'm going to resolve a couple issues by resigning Leonard Williams to a five year, 41 million. That's going to be 8.2 AAV. Not what he expected to get. Not top of the market, but it'll be okay.
0: Is he top of the market? No, he's not. Yeah. And that's so, not top of the market
1: either. Yeah. Uh, Rojas, the kicker, four years, 15 million. That's 3.8 AAV. That's middle of the road for kickers. I think it's fair. He's fairly experienced. Uh, their center, five for 28 at 5.6 AAV. That's about middle of the road as well for kick, uh, for centers, which I think is fair. Here's your splash. Jimmy Ward from the San Francisco 49ers, free safety. I'm signing him instead of re-signing Michael Thomas. Okay. He's got about four years on Michael Thomas. Here's what you're going to have to do. He's a free agent. So by default, you're going to have to overpay. It's going to have to be in the neighborhood of a five-year, $65 million contract for 13 AAV. Oof. But you're going to have to overpay. You've been swinging and missing on these eighties. Yeah. Yeah, got to yeah. hit one. And if there's one to hit on, it's Jimmy Ward.
0: I think, I don't think those are bad calls. Uh, that Jimmy Ward's expensive, but like you said, to come to a team that didn't do so well and hasn't been so competitive the last few years, away from a team you just went to the Super Bowl with, you're going to have to pay up some dollars to, to you know have the dollar signs blind them from the poor performance. Right. Uh, the only thing I will say is, I know yesterday, yesterday, last episode. I know last episode, I was saying how you'd have to really, really, kind of concede the fact that you may not get a championship in your career, and take the money in lieu of that to go to a team like Cincinnati, mm-hmm. because while they do have some talent on that team, some talent on defense, and they're gonna, you know, they're going more than likely draft Joe Burrow. We'll see what he becomes. The team does not really have a clear path to being great. I can see the Giants being much better this year. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, even in the post-Eli Manning era of the Giants, Daniel Jones needs some work, but he looked he looked good this year at times. He looked like a rookie other times, but that's going to happen. He is a rookie. Saquon? A little worried about him when he first came back from that ankle ankle injury, I believe, right? Yeah. Uh, a little worried about him when he first came back from that. But he, the last couple of games he turned it on and he was Saquon Barkley again. Right. And he's he's still – this will probably be just about the beginning of his prime. I mean, if you can imagine him actually playing any better when he's on the ball. I mean, because he's, he's phenomenal. Evan Ingram, I think, is – if he can stay healthy, easily – easily top five, maybe top three tight end in the game. As fast as that guy is for a tight end. Like, he is just... If they utilize him properly and he stays healthy, he'll be great. And then they have, you know, they have Golden Tate.
1: He's aging, but he's still...
0: Aging, but he's never been a speed guy anyways. Not in the last few years anyways. He's a good... I mean, he's fast, but he's still... He's a possession guy. At least that's what they should use him as.
1: And you got Slayton. Slayton? Who was a rookie, and he popped. I
0: don't know what they're going to do with Sterling Shepard, but I've I've always thought he was underutilized. Granted, injury prone also. But, I mean, it's not like that team has nowhere to go. Right. It's not like the Bengals, where if Joe Burrow doesn't work out, they're screwed. They're,
1: they're screwed.
0: The Giants know what they have. They just have to continue to develop the young talent and bring in guys who can help them and kind of compensate for some of their inexperiences. Um. So, yeah, I think spending most of the money on defense makes sense with the Giants. I really do. I think those are some good moves.
1: And there's an option out there, but you'll put yourself to the limit. Because uh, you'll notice I, I, I'm i not resigning Marcus Golden. He's going to want way too much money for a contract, had a contract year, I would say. If you want to gamble and and potentially put your defense over the top, the Giants would be one of the teams I would pick to put Jadavian Clowney. But you're putting yourself, uh, I haven't done the math, you're putting yourself real close to that cap limit, which is why if you don't want to go with an edge rusher at number two, or if you want to move down in the first round, that you can alleviate some of your cap, rookie reserve, and put it to your veterans, and that might alleviate some of the issues. But you're going to resolve one of your big issues, offensive offensive line, in the first two rounds. So you have to keep that in mind. Uh, they have their left tackle, Nate Solder. I don't know what you think of him. I don't know. Is uh, Danny a, a He was lefty? a lot
0: better on the Patriots.
1: Is Danny a lefty or righty? Off the top of your head, if you can think of it.
0: Who? What?
1: Dan, uh, Daniel Jones. Lefty or righty?
0: Oh, he's being very handed I believe. Okay.
1: Because I also didn't resign Matt Remmers because I I think you can get value, better value for someone who's a little younger, and a little more productive. Because Danny, thirty something sacks, and that's not a full sixteen games.
0: Yeah, that's not good. You can't have your own quarterback taking abuse like that. But yeah, you're right. Nate Solder
1: looked a lot better in New England than he does in. Yeah. But I want to see what the full complement of players do on that offensive line because I agree. You got. You've got to stud it, tight end. You've got to stud it at, at running back. You might have something in Daniel Jones. Again, I will raise my hand. I may have been wrong on my Daniel Jones.
0: Well, Jerry's still up, but, I mean, he, he did have some games where you've you got to shake your head and go, what is this guy doing? But he's a rookie.
1: And you may not have to go out there and pay crazy money to get a receiver because you might have a nice complement of receivers to run your offense. Yes. This might be one of those teams where you can just say, oh, well, we got what we need.
0: You could bring in a veteran low-priced receiver. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Just somebody along with Golden Tate to be a good possession guy, somebody who Daniel Jones knows he can turn to on third and four and complete a pass and get the first down.
1: Someone like Danny Amendola, if you can get him for a a veteran minimum. Yep,
0: that'd be a great addition.
1: Or someone like him.
0: All right. Now I know this next team you have – we cut the Giants a little short there, but because I, I know this team. Oh, this one, this one. I know you have a lot to say about this one. They seem to have every other pick in the first round. I do. And even though we're not covering a draft right now, that's th- this team talking, of course, about <clears throat> number five, the Miami Dolphins. Right. Who have arguably, <laughs> at least in the top three, the most work to do this offseason. What do you got?
1: Yes. And funny you should mention that because they also have, I believe, these. I believe they're only the second highest in cap space, but they could be the first. Yeah, they're um, the first. Colts are the second. That's right. Thank you. Um, I'm interested. So I went with the. Because they have, realistically, they have four free agents. Realistically. Okay, who are they? they keep to let him go, which was sent a trade to see what yep. they had.
0: Not much, let him Never go. Never came
1: back on, <laughs> on okay, I'll move on. Uh, no, 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 not you, I'm saying them. Yeah. Uh Jenkins their defensive end. Uh, okay. Uh, Bigley their left inside linebacker, who actually led the team was second in the team in uh tackles, I believe. Okay. And Matt Hawk their punter. Are the top free agents for this team? They either they either
0: <laughs> traded them, traded them, or <laughs> well, it didn't work out, <laughs> them,
1: or they resigned them. So there's there's a little bit of work to do here. So I got them signing everyone back, but akeem Talib because I, I just it, 34 years old. He's going to want more money than you want. Let him go somewhere else to prove himself.
0: He's been declining too, not only health wise, but not quality of play on the field.
1: Exactly. And the biggest contract is Matt Hawk, a four-year, 11.4. Bigly, I'm giving two for 3.5, which may seem like an overpay. But if you lean it a little more guaranteed in the first year, if you can convince them to do that, your second year might be uh, cut. And then Jenkins, I just give him a one-year, $2 million, prove it, because he wasn't that great, but it's a nice filler. Okay. So... I just I just spent eight million dollars of the eighty three point eight million in in cap space. And
0: they'll need quite a bit too because they have I believe three first round picks. They do. So they'll um, need they'll need quite a bit of that for the the first round pick.
1: I did do the math. I think they were like I said. You need ten to fifteen or sixteen million. I think they're on the high end of sixteen to eighteen million. They need for rookie reserve if they took all their picks. And you're talking. Uh, the fifth overall, the 18th, the 26th, and then the 39th in the second round, the 56th in the th- second round, the 70th in the third round. Those numbers add up real quick. But I'm gonna go free agency on you.
0: Okay, what do you got?
1: Uh, you know Brian Balaga, left uh, right tackle for the Green Bay Packers. I do. Sign him. Three years, 35.5. It's oh. it's if you'll take he is 32. I think I saw. it's fair money 11.8 AAV it'll put them kind of near the top of the market for a right tackle and you already have your left tackle I believe Um, I don't remember who it was but I believe they already have a left tackle Um, Danny Trevathan you know him I do Chicago right on a one year deal huh from Chicago yes yeah he was actually injured last year yep Uh, he's like plus 30 years old I'm gonna give him a one-year 5.95. See if he's got anything left.
0: You can approve a deal, okay?
1: If I got nothing left in him, one
0: gone. year, no, 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 no pain, no long-term contract. Yep.
1: Here's my two big ones, and this, because I, I think Brian Flores wants these two type of players. Logan Ryan, three years, 35 million, and that's a bigger contract than he got from Tennessee.
0: Okay. I and, could see that. Total. I could see that for sure.
1: And that's going to be eleven point six five AAV. And here's the big one. And I told you this before we started. This is going to be a big, big guy. That's going to be if he can unleash his talent. Devondre Campbell, five years, fifty-seven million.
0: You better unleash his talent for that kind of money. I think
1: he's under. Because he flashed in Atlanta. You agree? Right. Underutilized. Whereas if you put them on, I think Brian Flores can bring out the inner Jamie Collins in them. Okay. A better Jamie Collins. And that's and then the rest of the dra- uh, the rest of the the issues you have, obviously, you'll sign some uh, lesser players, and then you'll fix the rest in um, the draft with all your lovely picks. If um Miami, I may have to trade up. Which we can get to in the draft preview, but if I don't have to, I don't trade down. I, you need you need these you need these players, and think of it this way: What confidence do you have in the Buffalo Bills to repeat what they did this past year?
0: I mean, with Buffalo's track record, I have to see it before I believe it. Exactly. I mean, I can't I can't sit here and say, "Oh, well, I saw them do it one year, so now they're just perennial, perennially going to be competitive." Like. I don't know.
1: All right, Jets. Uh, moving on. And New England. As long wild- as Adam Gates is there, zero. Right. And New England's a wild card right now because where are they going at quarterback? Right. Especially if they start to get those whispers that Tom is not signing with New England, then you go into overdrive, and really crank it up, because I think I I even left them all that done, counting. And this is counting the rookie reserve. They have almost sixty million still in cap space.
0: Sixty. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay.
1: That's some more players. It it it's a little. It maybe you may think it's a little drastic, but you got to take advantage of a situation at hand. And if you feel like you can, if you feel like you can jump over, the Jets, which you can. And if you feel like you can jump over the Buffalo Bills and what they did and take advantage of a bunch of other teams who may be iffy on what they're doing, can you add four to five more wins to your total to make the playoffs?
0: I don't know about that in one year. Only because they're going to have a lot of really young players and rookies. And there is a lot on that team to kind of mesh together to see how they're going to work. I believe in Brian Flores. I think he's going to be a really good head coach. I think he proved that last year. His players seemed to really rally around him. And he took a team everybody said was tanking, who didn't even want to win a game.
1: And won some games.
0: And won, won some games and looked a lot better down the stretch. They picked themselves up after getting beat down several times to start of the year. And they, they they played really hard their last half of the season or so. They played borderline well. And I don't think, as far as you said, maybe, I I believe, based on what I've heard from you and everybody else, the draft starts at pick four.
1: Yeah.
0: The Giants aren't taking a quarterback. No. They're not taking Tua. Uh, So unless Miami wants to trade up one spot to the Giants spot to make sure they get Tua. I mean, I really don't know. You have this unique situation of an abundance of picks, of high-caliber picks, where if you make the most of it, you could shape your franchise's future for the next who knows how long. And incredible cap room. And if you manage that well, then, again, it puts you in an even better spot. You can't do something stupid. You can't Chicago Bears this. And trade up one spot and you're gonna have
1: to sacrifice if you're the if you're the giants what do you want on top of that pick just for one spot you're gonna if you put little whispers into their ear saying oh la's uh calling us they're willing to move up
0: oh if this i'm the giants oh i talked to everybody
1: this team's willing to move up too now we have three teams.
0: If I'm the Giants, I initiate conversation with everyone, just to get the the, the whispers in the Dolphins' ears going. Wait, like, oh, man, because Giants have nothing to lose. No,
1: nope.
0: they can get even if they only even if they say, okay, well, we'll swap you our our, our fifth our, our fourth pick for your fifth, and let's say a second or third rounder. You might think that's steep, but if you're the Giants, worst case scenario, they say no when you pick the guy you want to, anyways.
1: And you ready? You ready for this? I, 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 I'll. I'll I'll hammer your point in. The guy, I got them taking at number 4, the Giants. If they swapped with if they swap with Miami, they'll get him at 5. Okay? If they swapped with the Chargers at 6, they'll get him at 6 because if the Dolphins have to Dolphins are going to do their work. They're going to they're going to scout the top 5 quarterbacks in at least the top 5. So if they don't get Tua at, at five because L.A. jumped and they wanted Tua, then they could take Jordan Love or Jacob Eason at five. And guess what? You've now saved yourself, I think it's going to be roughly $1.5 or $2 million from four to five and draft the same exact player. And if I'm the Giants, I try to get 26. I go for eighteen, but I try to get. I try to make sure twenty six is, is the, uh, is the sticking point.
0: Man, that'd be something to get to, and be in two first rounds for swapping one. One spot. Yeah.
1: One spot, just because they might want him so bad, and other teams are calling. It's crazy.
0: It's what the Bears did for the 49ers a few years ago when they drafted uh, Mitchell Trubisky. And no, nobody, nobody, nobody. San Fran was not taking Trubisky. No. They they weren't touching him. The uh, bears just could have waited until it was their turn. Picked him, right. and if not, oh, they could have taken. Uh, if somebody did jump up at two and take him, they could have taken. Oh God, what's his name? Patrick Mahomes, or Deshaun Watson, and not moved. That's I mean, that's one of the great fumbles in the last in the last five so. or six years of the draft.
1: And I apologize. I, I have to actually subtract probably about ten million off their uh, their cap space because I think they're going to resign. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, which I don't believe I didn't put on the uh, free agent list. My bad, but Ryan Fitzpatrick will get resigned.
0: I dare you disrespect the beard.
1: I apologize. Fitzmagic is a special. It's a special man. But overall, what do you th- what do you think overall of what I did?
0: I think it's good. I think that's a, that's a team that needs some big impact defensive players, especially. Uh, they have some talent on offense. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but they do. And if they bring a quarter a young quarterback in, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a great guy to learn under because yeah. he has he's had some troubles with turnovers in the past, but he is a very smart player and he knows the game. Can't always execute it, but he knows the game. I always said Ryan Fitzpatrick would make an incredible quarterbacks coach when he retires. Oh, absolutely. He'd be he'd be awesome at it, and he could probably move up the ranks and get a higher position.
1: I think I think he'll be somewhere in the TV though. Personally, I think that's he could I, he could. I think because you look at Kasiki, Devontae Parker, and who's that who's that rookie wide receiver that went down?
0: I don't remember his I name. I want to say
1: it was Preston Wilson?
0: Yeah, I don't not know. Not the
1: center fielder for um, in baseball, but I think that <laughs> No,
0: not the center fielder from 15 years ago in baseball.
1: But I think I think his name was Preston Wilson or or something Wilson. Yeah. He he was He's doing really edge. well. Yeah. And you have s- well, you don't really have any talent at running back, but I think you're going to get your talent in the draft. And Gasiki, I honestly, Gasiki, if he doesn't get hung out to dry, i.e., if he just doesn't have Baker Mayfield as his quarterback, he'll make those plays.
0: Do you think they can make a run at Melvin Gordon?
1: With what I did, no. With what I but say all, that
0: say that doesn't work, and say they end up, you know, trading draft picks and swapping positions and, and all that and
1: if they dropped if they drop one of their first round picks, possibly trade it to next year, shave off an easy four to six million and you don't sign maybe you don't sign Danny Trevathan. Maybe you can squeeze him under
0: there's, there's something not, to think about.
1: There's not much wiggle room as far as cutting or restructuring players because, let's be honest, they don't have much to restructure. No. It's just a lot They're of, restructuring
0: their entire team, hence the six picks in the first two rounds or five picks in the first two rounds and the $80 million in cap space.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I can see them not going after Logan Ryan. I just think, especially if you get those whispers of Tom is not going back to New England... Buffalo, when we'll get to Buffalo when when we get to Buffalo, but that'll be another issue of what do you what do you do if you get those whispers of Tom Brady not going back? Because now you have you all feel empowered and emboldened for at least a year to say let's let's go for it. And if you're Miami, you do that, but you try to keep it to we're going to go for it this year and keep those contracts like I have them couple of them, one or two. Even the big one, the two two of the big ones, Balaga and Logan Ryan, they're only three-year deals. And do the math on most of these deals. It's the first two years, and then that third year tends to not have guaranteed money. So now you're only looking at two years, and you can cut that player and no Right, hit. If, if
0: they're great and they're still a value, you can keep them, and if not, cut them, and there's no harm, no foul. Exactly, yeah. which,
1: which kind of is sick to think like that, but that's how you have to think in It's this. a business. Uh, it, it, it's a very appealing and honestly, ladies and gentlemen, you could see them go a little bit more hardcore if Tom goes elsewhere.
0: Sure. Cause that's to be, that's their opening. That's a window. But be interesting. There's a lot going on there in Miami and it'll we'll, it'll be, it'll be fun to see how it unfolds. San Diego.
1: Yeah. Cause you, or might- no,
0: no, not San Diego. I'm stuck back three years ago. It's okay. LA Chargers. It's okay. And you
1: mentioned uh you mentioned an individual with uh San Diego. Yes. The aforementioned Melvin Gordon. So I did. Now this team is in a precarious position. Because they're losing their starting quarterback. Yes. Which they've already identified is not coming back. So Phillip Rivers, uh you can cross him out for uh the Los Angeles Chargers. Almost said San Diego there. Uh, you got Melvin Gordon. Uh, Michael Schofield, the guard, a starting guard, is a free agent. Starting free safety, Phillips, is a free agent. Travis Benjamin, he's a free agent, but really, what do we think of him? Eh. He's been injured so many times. Yeah. Hunter Henry is a free agent at 25 years old. Uh, Derek Watt, the third Watt brother, is a free agent. And Austin Eckler is a restricted free agent so they have 51 million in cap space now your logic might be they have a team built right to win go get a go get one of these veteran quarterbacks
0: i don't know if they have a team built to win with all those free agents if
1: you think <laughs> if you think they do you would be mistaken now you're signing Austin Eckler. I feel. You do need to pair him with somebody, just to be honest, folks. Cause you can't you can't rely on Austin Eckler to be your every down back because he will he had what seven games?
0: Could pair him with Devonta Freeman when the Falcons got him. You
1: could. You could. That's an option. I didn't put that in here. That's an option. Um I'm signing him to a four year forty seven point eight million dollar contract. That's eleven point seven. AAV.
0: For a tiny backup running back, huh? It's heavy,
1: but that's the, it's the market value. Wow. And honestly, it could go higher because he's a restricted. Someone could give him an offer sheet that might be a lot bigger. That's something. Uh, I'm going to sign Derek Watt to a two-year, two million. as a fullback. But I think we're evolving in the NFL where you need one.
0: Yeah, going back to the fullback, which, is, which your, is good.
1: Your linebackers are fast, but they're smaller. They're light. What does a fullback do? Barrels right through them. Yep. Um, you're signing Phillips to a one-year deal just to see if he's got anything left in the tank uh, because you have your stud at strong safety, Derwin James. Uh, you're signing Michael Schofield because uh, to two-year, eight million dollars. You need guard. I think you're set. we are pretty set at tackles. Here's where I'm gonna inject. A little veteran with a little youth. I'm going to sign Tyler Eifert to a one-year, $4.25 million contract.
0: Oh, man, we had a really good injury-prone tight end. He's a free agent. He left. What should we do? Ooh, there's a less talented, more injury-prone tight end. Let's bring him in.
1: But I'm signing him for less than he played last year. No,
0: I know. I get it, but... It'll, it'll still be a lot to give to, to give to somebody who gets hurt in preseason.
1: I'm also going to assign Demarius Thomas to a one-year 3.5.
0: This guy just won't go away.
1: <laughs> I, fi- I figure He's like could've... 109
0: years old, it seems.
1: I know. I like, know he's not
0: that old, but, man, it seems like he's been around forever.
1: But if you get a reliable receiver, because you got Michael Williams who's who can catch these insane balls, yet the routine slant route 5 yards, make your cut. The ball will be right in your hands and you drop it. It it just would drive me insane as a, as a Chargers fan.
0: Absolutely, Chargers fan, Chargers coach, ownership.
1: But then you also have Keenan Allen too. So now you got three average to above average wide receivers. Yeah. To pair with your rookie quarterback, which is what you're going to take. You're also going to sign I wish I could pronounce his name. Uh, he's with the. He was with the um, Baltimore Ravens and inside linebacker, Anawusar. Okay. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, at four years, nineteen million total. That's going to be four point eight AAV. Not a lot, but I see Baltimore having issues signing some players. They're going to have to. They're going to have to get creative. To sign some players. And this leaves, with the rookie uh, reserve, this leaves them with about $10 million. So they could feasibly sign an extra player or two, then fill in their roster with other players. They need to evolve this team. Because even though they got Joey Bosa, I even looked at possibly trade or cut Melvin Ingram. Okay. But I feel like they weren't going to do it. And if I didn't feel like they were gonna do it, then I wasn't gonna do it. Yeah, because I just I think these he's got they they need something to sell the team, and I don't see them getting Tom. I don't see them getting Drew. I don't see them getting even Jameis Winston. You know, maybe they can sign Marcus Mariota. What does that do for you? What does that do? It doesn't do nothing. The only reason why Tannehill Mariota worked was because Mariota was what he was, and Tannehill felt pushed because this might have been his last opportunity to be a starter. And it pushed him into a contract-making year. I
0: was I like Tannehill's think Tannehill was a good quarterback, too.
1: Yeah. He had really good years, and he had a very talented... He has a very talented running back, which helped him a lot, and a very skilled wide receiver. I don't think that'll happen in... Los Angeles with Mariota playing there. I mean, he could go there, but I just don't see it. Plus, he's not going to get pushed by a rookie, really. Do you see? Do you see a rookie coming back, coming in, and, and Mariota being pushed? Oh yeah, to try to beat him out? Sure, a, a top ten pick.
0: I mean, if he wants to play, he's going to.
1: I just don't think it's in him.
0: I mean, I think his problem has been injuries, injuries, and I don't think the game plan in Tennessee really matched him.
1: And I don't, think, I don't think the game plan would match him in here either. No,
0: but I think once Vrabel came in, he had an entirely different game plan. And Mariota was... He was the guy. He was the first overall pick. Right. No, Winston was. Excuse me, he was the second pick. Mariota was the second pick. But, I mean... Uh, I mean... I didn't... Nobody really says Mariota is lazy or doesn't put any effort in. I mean, so I could see him, you know, trying to play his ass off and really keep his spot, but... We saw it in Tennessee, a guy who some people, and I think Tannehill's a good quarterback. I think he's been underrated and injured, so, you know, he's been good. But, I mean, Tannehill is seen as kind of a middle-of-the-road talent overall, and he pushed Mariota out. So, you're going to have to find some place that really, really compliments Mariota's play style to not end up having to happen again.
1: Right, and... CNU has got a lot of money in defense. I mean, a lot. And they're going to eventually have to pay Derwin James, which he, they're going to when he comes up, which is why I don't have them bringing back Melvin Gordon. Uh, he'll go somewhere else. I don't know where yet. Oh, yeah.
0: Gordon was not coming back to that team. No.
1: Uh, so I think that's why Austin Eckler will be a good option. And I agree with you 100%. Need someone to pair him with. Devontae Freeman might be a good option. Um, I think they're going to go draft just because I got it. They have to get that dollar value down. That's what they got to do to kind of reset. Because if you look at their division, is Kansas City going anywhere?
0: (laughs) Not for a while.
1: Oakland for – or Oakland. Las Vegas for all their trials and tribulations. Are they going anywhere?
0: Yeah, Las Vegas.
1: Right, but they're at least 500.
0: We'll see who their quarterback is. You would think they would be.
1: Right. And Denver, it's always tough to play in Denver. So, for eight games in one season, Denver does get the slight home field advantage unless the team is astronomically better. So, it's always tough going there, so... I just don't see like like with Miami, there might be a chance this season if it lines up right. There's no there's no chance for San Diego. Like they would need catastrophic injuries to happen to all three teams. Essentially, whatever quarterback Las Vegas gets, injury problem. Denver, you need Drew Locke to, to get injured again. And Kansas City, you know what needs to happen there. And then the doors open. But even then, who is your, who's your quarterback at that point?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So I just don't see what San Diego can do. Or I'm sorry, Las Vegas can do. Um, No, Los Angeles. Damn. Damn these teams. Stay in one place. Yeah, no kidding.
0: I mean, everybody's moving around.
1: Stop. Stop moving. Stay where you are.
0: You don't get that in the eastern half of the country. It's just those folks out west that are causing For the problem.
1: problem. And here's what bothers me the most about their salary cap. is I spent all that money, I got about $10 million left. They have almost nothing in dead cap, so they've really spent their money, but they're not
0: good spending enough. it well. Yeah,
1: like I like Casey Hayward at corner, but is he worth the money that they're paying him? Joey bose is coming. Up. I think Joey bose has got. I want to say his next year or year after. Um, they're paying Melvin Ingram. Like I said, I was thinking about cutting him, trading him. And it might open up some space, but then what are you going to do with the money?
0: And, and we said this last episode when we talked about the Redskins. Uh-huh. And uh, I already know, I can hear you already out there, guys, and, and I agree. The Chargers are light years ahead of the Redskins. That's not necessarily saying a lot. The Redskins are god-awful. Right. But in terms of if you look at a team and you say, there is talent here, there has been talent here, You've had some injuries, you know, throughout the years. Right. But you've had some players come in who really made an impact. And yet this team just never felt like a real threat. Even when they won 11 or 12 games a couple of, uh well, it's actually early in Philip Rivers' career. They, I, I never looked at them and went, oh, that's a team that's going to the Super Bowl. They just never seem to be able to put it together. There's something about that team. And I don't know if it's when I watch them, it's usually in the late window of games. Right. And I'm already just had 3 hours of you know going back and forth on red zone of you know 7 or 8 9 games going on right where it's like overload and I'm watching this this these two or three games going this is boring so I don't know if that has something to do with it but this team just doesn't have a spark or an energy there's no, no and the edged. one thing they had was San Diego that's it. And now they decided to share a, a stadium with the L.A. Rams.
1: And they can't get PSLs to save their life. And that's why they're contemplating. Like, imagine this. If they actually did shovel that money in front of Tom Brady, okay, that they're he's projected to get 33.8 at uh, market value. I mean, you're wiping out. over half, well over half of your salary. Yeah, there's no days. way. That's not happening. And, you know, you might not be able to sign. Like, the Austin Eckler deal, Is de- it depends on how you structure it, might be up in the air. And you might have to cut a player or two because you're going to need that money for X, Y, and Z, Your dr- your rookie reserve and your filler spots. And your starting guard is a free agent. You might need to sign him. Yeah. If you lose him, and I don't, re- I don't recollect Tom Philip Rivers having a ton of time in the uh, backfield. No. Because their offensive line was not the most fantastic. No. It, defense- it is un-
0: underperformed as a team all around.
1: And in defense of them, Philip Rivers does tend to hold the ball a little bit longer than most quarterbacks. If yeah, agree. and then throws it to the other team. And their best. One of their best offensive weapons is a free agent. Two of the, Sorry, two of their best offensive weapons. I, I get people saying that, and I didn't want to get on the Tom Brady tear, but we're talking about the Chargers. It just doesn't seem like a fit unless you sit there and start chopping people off of the roster. And how is that appealing to Tom Brady if you start cutting players off the roster yeah, and restructuring and making people feel like we have to open the we have to open all the gates to Tom Brady to come and play. To save us.
0: Well, that's not gonna work.
1: At forty three years yeah, old. Yeah,
0: that's not gonna work because they have one maybe two years with them tops if they were to get him. And he's not gonna go to a team where he's gonna have to wait three to five years for a rebuild to finish before they can start being competitive. He doesn't have that kind of time.
1: And if they don't push the money in front of Austin Echo this this offseason, they give him one of those uh, restricted you know, offers just a it's like a one-year deal. Someone's going to come in who has money and say, "Oh, really? You're just going to do that for him?" I gotcha you. don't think Indianapolis, with their 81 million dollars in cap space, no, I do? think
0: Indianapolis likes their running
1: backs. I know they do. All right, Miami, Miami. Instead of drafting that guy, yep. and maybe subtract one of the players. I did. here you go. The 447 for is from uh, Miami. Go ahead. San Diego. No. What you do is you put a or poison, LA. you put you put a poison pill in it and you make it so cost prohibitive.
0: You keep using that term poison pill. What does that mean for people who might not it, know what you it, mean?
1: It's basically you're putting language in deals to make it almost impossible for the team to and I, I don't have the definition in front of me, but you you make it almost impossible for that team to sign or uh, match the offer sheet, especially if you line it up against their salary cap. Because, ladies and gentlemen, if I have the salary cap in front of me for all the teams, all the other teams have the same thing.
0: Oh, yeah, but, definitely, yeah.
1: But they have better numbers. I can see, see Tampa Bay and Miami... Two teams with eighty plus million dollars in cap space. Tampa, Bay, their number one running back. Oh well, let's be honest. They have like two number ones. But yeah. One of them is a free agent. I wouldn't sign him. I think it's uh, Peyton Barber. I think it is. yeah. Because I think the other one's not. Other
0: guy's only going to his third year.
1: But you can, I can see Tampa Bay saying, "Oh, here, here's four for fifty. Go ahead, go ahead, Los Angeles. Go ahead, try to sign him." Because they won't. And now and where will and where will San Diego be at that point where they've now lost their restricted free agent and they're not going to bring back Melvin Gordon because Melvin Gordon wants top of the market?
0: Yeah, and Melvin they get it somewhere.
1: and Melvin's going to need to get it because I, I will stand by this every time. R- running backs need to get a, everything they can get because they're not going to see it all.
0: Well, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Anything else, Ben? No, that'll be it. If you would like to share your opinion with us on any of our topics today, whether it be the Devonte Freeman, which I know a few of you probably will, or Miles Garrett's re statement, or any of the teams we talked about in our pre-free agent preview, please feel free to do so. We'd love to hear from you. Ben, working to do that?
1: Oh, well, You can hit us up on Twitter. That's F O one Or you can join the community on the Facebook page. That's Ben and Chris Talk Football.
0: All right, thank you so much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. For Ben, I am Chris. Going to be some, uh, especially in the Northeast, some inclement weather the next few days. So please be careful out there and be safe. We will see you right back here Tuesday morning.
1: Thank you.